You know, it's not every year that Teutonic robots are nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, but this year they were Kraftwerk. Those four bizarre robotic mannequin dudes who I've seen live before and am actually in love with. And there's a lot of people like, you know, Kraftwerk, kind of dumb. Like Kraftwerk, kind of basic, kind of simple. Sounds very dated. But at the time, this is a band that started in the 60s. This is a band that, that came through the early 70s long before your other dorktastic new wave synthesizer heads got there. They are a foundational band. Other people are like, no, bands like Can, that's Krautrock, man. Kraftwerk, there's a reason that they were on the ballot for this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but there's also another reason that they didn't get in, because you want... I got two words for you. Okay, Moomber. <laughs> Seriously, the guys who are on the committee for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I'm sure there's a handful of women, but not many, imagine the stereotypical white-haired, balding, ponytail guy with the nice sports jacket and a cool shirt underneath that. That's who votes for those kinds of things, and that's why Kraftwerk did not get in. Tonight, all the music I'll be featuring is going to be from those who were snubbed up to, but not including the Dave Matthews Band, because... <laughs> Followed by an eight-minute guitar solo. It's the Brian Oak Show. Thank you very much. Here we are broadcasting from the Smart Start MN Studio. <laughs> along with my business partner and producer, Sean. Sean, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm good. I'm excited about tonight because things get a little unhinged when we have tonight's guest on, who we'll talk about in just a moment. But before we do, I feel like this is one of those shows that could get a little weird towards the end. So why don't we take care of a couple of sponsors up front? Let's do it now. Do you think that's a good idea? Very good idea. So anyway, that was Kraftwerk Tour de France. Kraftwerk, or Kraftwerk, as I like to say. I can't believe we missed out again. Yeah, seriously, the the whole now is the time on sprockets when, when we, we dance. dance. That, without Kraftwerk, <laughs> that doesn't happen, and the world would be a smaller place. Let's get a couple sponsors out of the way before we get really <laughs> into it here. As I mentioned, Smart Start MN. They are Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What does that mean? If you've had a DUI, they can get you back on the road for cheaper than you thought and faster than you thought. It's basically having a breathalyzer in your car. You blow clean, and not like legal limit. You have to blow very clean because because you screwed up. You have to blow really clean, and then you get to drive to work. You get to gri- drive your kids to synthesize a practice. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to drive... <laughs> Sorry, I can't even get through it. You can get them in their skinny ties and get to your own synthesizer <laughs> practice, whatever the case may be. Here's the deal with Smart Start. There are a couple of guys, Mike and Ed, who are were the earliest adopters of the Brian Oak Show, the podcast you're listening to now. They're local guys. They care. There are a lot of people who have come along since then, but these guys are smart. And if you call them, they will talk to you. They are lawyers. A lot of experience here. They know exactly what they're doing. But the place to start is by going to their website. Yeah, if you go to smartstartmn.com uh, slash The Brian Oak Show, they'll give you 20% off the installation of it. One in seven Minnesotans has had a DUI at some point in their life. So if you know somebody who's had a DUI, uh, please uh, send them over to Smart Start, uh, reach out to them, and they will take care of you. They're not going to shame you. And if you really want to have a good time. Yep. Our stellar video is up now on com. You can watch that video, and I sent it to them to put it on their website. Wait, as I'm well. sorry. We have a website? 
It, it, we do, BrianOakshow.com. BrianOakshow.com. You know, we went over there because we tried, to, we wanted to test it, and um, they wanted me to test it. I'm like, I don't know that I'll ever pass that. I, I don't know if there's a time and day that I can actually pass that particular ignition interlock, but we get a chance to sit down and talk to Ed Cohen, who, by the way, not only uh, a great guy and on your side when it comes to getting back on the road, but a gigantic music fan. In yes. fact, he and I are going to see Driving and Crying next month. I'm excited. Love it. Yeah, it's going to be very good. So, again, where can people go to find Find out more, Sean? Uh, tell them to go to, smart, or I'll tell them, I guess. I'm right here. Yeah, uh, Sean, smart, tell them. Smartstartmn.com slash The Brian Oak Show. You have to go there because if you go any other way, they're not going to know that it came from us. Oh. And we need to actually work for them, as weird as it is that we're, you know, we want people to go there and use it because. Wait a minute. Gotta, You're saying that, that if advertisers don't see results, they stop advertising? They say bye-bye. And then the show goes away? Yeah. That sounds terrible. I know. Uh, one other sponsor to knock out of the way before we move on to some meaty bits like uh, the Hall of Fame and our signature monthly cocktail from none other than Billy Morris set. I would like to mention, since we've already heard his voice, Sean Bernard. He is at the 50th in France office of Edina Realty, but he serves the entire metro. A lot of people don't think about selling their house this time of year or buying a house this time of year, but it still happens. In fact, you've been working this week on doing just that. Yeah, last night I went to a place over in Roseville, great location. Uh, the The mom that was still there, uh, she has lived there since 1972. Wow. Uh, so it was really cool just stepping into that, uh, that house. How and, was the carpeting? You know, it's from 1972. I got you. Uh, I got but, you. Uh, yeah. But you know that's a house that we'll we'll go, we'll put it on the market as is, and and it'll be a great starter home for somebody. There's not a lot of starter homes at the price that this one's going to be at, right? But that's you know, so it's it's pretty cool to see something like that where somebody can do what I did in my first home, which is basically gut it and and redo it. I just got my first uh, mortgage statement for the new year, and apparently my house has increased in value. So after many years of houses going the wrong direction, where I was way underwater, my house is suddenly worth more than what I paid for it. Isn't that nice? took about 15 years, though, I'm going to be honest. And guess what? It's probably going to be going that way for a while. So it's a good time to start looking at homes. It's a good time to start thinking. If you're planning on putting down roots somewhere, now would be a good time. How do people get a hold of you? They can email me at seanbernard at edinarealty.com. But you're welcome to call or text, too, if that's your jam, 612. I just said that's your jam. I'm really sorry about that. 612. I don't really say that. I don't know why. My, you just my did. Kids say it. So now uh, you do really say it. I don't know it. why I said it because my kids will say that. And I'm like, I don't know why I said it. But 612-859-2594 or 1-800-SIR-SEAN-A-LOT. That last part's That's a lie. That last part is not true. <laughs> I love the dramatic pause that you guys both had. Well, because you, you caught me entirely unaware. <laughs> That's with my goal, man. Sir Sean a lot. Go ahead. Bring Billy up for one second. Wait a second. Larry is the white guy. People think he's funny. A real estate investor. He makes a lot of money. Word. I remember old school Mix-A-Lot. So here's the deal about Mix-A-Lot. I'm actually a huge Mix-A-Lot advocate because here's why. Not only rep in C-Town, like name one other Seattle rapper. Can't do it. The end. Also, (laughs) name another rapper who spent his entire career, he still bragged about women. He still bragged about cars. The only thing he, he never once bragged about dealing drugs, never once bragged about like having guns or any he always bragged about his real estate investments <laughs> see and like so, see? so like, like look i'm legit and oh be like mix a lot go see sean bernard yeah go see sean bernard and also listen to the song swap meet louie but not right now <laughs> 
coming up very, very shortly, we are going to talk to the voice you just heard who does know a little about old school Mix-A-Lot. His name is Billy Morissette, guitarist for the legendary Minnesota punk band Dillinger 4, but also one of the greatest mix, speaking of Mix-A-Lot, one of the greatest mixologists that I have ever met. Once a month, he stops by to bring a signature cocktail, and he has brewed up a doozy for us. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Billy. We've got a lot. He has opinions. We'll talk about a lot of things, Billy Adjacent, very shortly here. But first, we're going to hear a couple of songs from Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees that were snubbed. There are nominees, pardon me, nominees, not inductees. So this year, there were a full 16 potential artists on the list. And one, two, three, four, five, six of them got in. Doobie Brothers got in because <laughs> Doobie Brothers. Whitney Houston got in. Depeche Mode got in. I'm cool with that. Nine Inch Nails got in. I'm very cool with that. T-Rex got in. Finally. The Notorious B.I.G. I'm sort of in the middle ground. On, I, I got nothing against B.I.G., but I'm also not like an ultra fan. But the number of people who were snubbed is ridiculous. Now, most people seem to be waving their fists in the air in rage over the fact that Dave Matthews' band didn't get in. I'm going to go with an uh, I don't care on that one right there. Nothing personal. And I'm. you know what? You're mad? Go to brianoakshow.com and is there a comment section? Can people tell me what a jerk I am? We've gotten a lot of those. <laughs> so, quick, quick, weird aside, very quick, weird aside was that in high school, my junior year, um, I tried to audition for the talent show with Violent Femmes, Please Do Not Go. And our very Mormon choir director said for the talent show, you will be, not be doing that song. Senior year, I tried to do Sing Somebody by Depeche Mode acapella. Same thing. No chance for Mr. Mormon, who later we found out was stripping one of my co-students. So. Shocking. Yeah. No one ever saw it. The louder they scream, the guiltier they are. Do what you like. Don't hurt other people. And don't touch people, especially when they're a third of your age. Disgusting. So every year they let the fans have a vote. So I don't know if there's, is there like, what, 2,000, 8,000 members of the voting committee? And every year, let the fans go to rockandrollhalloffame.com or whatever the website is, and they all vote, and then the winner of that vote gets a vote towards the thing. This is the first year that the top two votes did not get in. Uh, there were more than 8 million votes. Dave Matthews Band ran away with it with well over a million votes. No Dave Matthews Band in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But coming in at number two, one of my all-time favorites, she is one of the members of what I call the triumvirate of New Wave Foxes, which is Terry Nunn of Berlin, Debbie Harry of Blondie, and Pat freaking Benatar. And can I tell you a fun fact about Pat Benatar before we hear this song? she have a neckerchief? What is that thing that she had around her neck? What, a scarf? Was it just a kind of a scarf thing that she did? I, I, was she that was all the just time? So hot. You no, know, you no. Know, Pat Benatar again. The triumvirate of New Wave Foxes. I was going through a thing when this was all happening, and I don't really want to go into it any further because then I won't be able to get up out of my chair. The fun fact hmm. about this song we're about to hear right here is it was everyone knows what the very first song ever played on MTV was, right? Yeah, it was a video the killed the radio star. Yeah. Video killed. Do you know what the number two song was that was ever played in the history of MTV? Hit me with your best shot. Nope, it was this one right here by Pat Benatar. She's trying. 
Another band snubbed this year. They were on the ballot, but they did not get in because, you know, I guess they're just not very rock and roll. That would be <laughs> Judas Priest with Breaking the Law off 1980s British Steel, which if it's not in your collection, you know, I don't like to shame people. I don't like to tell them what they should like or what they should do. British Steel is as important a British rock turning into metal record as Pyromania. It, it, it is a fucking masterpiece. It's also got Living After Midnight on it. If you go watch the video right now, you can pause the show, but please come back. Go watch the video where they're in a car and they break in and rob a bank with rock instruments. They're, they don't have any guns. They're using their guitar attack. Nice. What's interesting is when I was 11 years old, I, you know, I was, I had already dug through my parents' record collection and it was pretty solid. There was a lot of rock and roll. There was fun stuff in there. And then I remember one day my dad was sitting behind me and my dad had a pretty wild youth, but was settling down, being a good family man. And this commercial came on television, a full 60 second commercial. And there was nothing but flames in the background the entire time. And all of a sudden these guys in platform shoes and black and white outfits and black and white face makeup came up as like blah, blah, and there was blood coming out of this one dude's mouth and one guy looked like he was from another planet and I was like I didn't have any context. I didn't know who the hell Kiss was. And so I just, I sat there with my mouth hanging open for 60 seconds, coming up at the Met Center, the Dynasty Tour. I'm 11 years old and I turn around and look at my dad. I'm like, can we, can we go to that? No and way did your dad take you to that show. My dad, because I have the best dad ever, said he like he thought about it for a second. He's like, yeah. Ron <laughs> Oak took you to the show. Ronald Oak took me to go see <laughs> no that show. Way. Now, they weren't killer seats, but it was the first time I ever oh. smelled marijuana before. I'm going <laughs> to tell you that right now. In any event, I didn't know at the time. Like, so, again, I didn't know who Kiss was. I'd heard a couple songs on rock radio before. Judas Priest opened that show. So wow. talk about wasting a good show on an 11-year-old. Oh, my gosh. But also, it inspired my love of giant rock spectacles. So I got to see Judas Priest during that particular tour. They had toured earlier that year with um, ACDC, and Rob Halford said British Steel was largely inspired by ACDC. I'm like, oh, my God. And then Kiss was on the Dynasty Tour. So this is the one where Peter Chris, you know, ACDC's been doing the same show for 40 years, except that the, the the staging changes a little bit every time, but the lyrics are the same. It's a great show. Oh, agreed. <laughs> I, so I'm, I'm going to get to the addendum, and then, Billy, we are going to talk about this. Uh, Peter Chris during some particular drum solo, which I'm 11, I don't care, <laughs> someone had lit a Frisbee on fire and thrown it across no the... Way. It was at the old Met Center, dude, and I'm like, I'm like, what happened to the person that got hit by the, the Frisbee that was on fire? Like, Hey, Dad. Yeah, I... Oh, and the guy, oh, the kids behind us, they were straight out of heavy metal parking lot, and they asked my oh. dad if he had a lighter, and he still smoked at the time. <laughs> And he handed it back to him, and oh, man, the weed smoke that came rolling over us. I was like, there's a world out here that I need to know more about. And again, I was a straight shooter all the way until I graduated through high school, but um, been making up for lost time ever since. Anyway, it (laughs) it was my first major arena concert. Literally 30 years later, my daughter's 11 years old, and I'm like, hey, would you like to go see Kiss? And I wish I knew how to sing The Circle of Life by Elton John. And I, I, I took her to see Kiss. Now, sadly, the opener on that show was Buck Cherry. Not quite as good as Judas Priest. Well, there's yeah. a couple of Buck Cherry jams I could listen to. That's not great. But I spent some time there. So Judas Priest, the fact that they are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I got nothing against Nine Inch Nails, got nothing against Depeche Mode. 
Judas Priest is as rock and roll as rock and roll gets, and now would be a good time to introduce tonight's guest, and that would be one Billy Morissette, guitar player for, as we mentioned before, Dillinger 4, also one of the finest mixologists, and also good friends and great company and great conversationalists I've met in the last few years. We plan on having him in once a month to bring in a signature cocktail. Mr. Morissette, it is good to see your face. Oh, it's good to be back. Cheers to you. Mm. And Sean, cheers, cheers, cheers to you as well. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. I'm wildly to keep talking about so much of what you just said. A, I also saw some shows at the Met, and 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 while I was maybe too young to participate in what probably, I mean, maybe arguably, was some of the finest tailgating in the Twin Cities, exactly. I did see ACDC uh, at the Met, and I did see Rush at the Met. Hang on. Um, now, before we talk about Rush with the recent death of, I've heard yeah. Neil Peart is not how you say his name. It's not Peart, Peart I believe. Peart. I believe. Right, before we talk it's about like that. It's like Phil Linnett. Oh, oh, I always said line it. It's limit. Uh, okay, I, I'll follow your lead on that one because <laughs> I don't pretend to be a smart man. Before we get to that, though, are you talking, did you see Bon Scott era ACDC? Oh, Brian, I know I'm old, but not that old. No, no buddy. I'm older no. than you, my good man. <laughs> All right. No, no. So, I did, but did I, you see no. Black, Back in Black tour? No. It, it, it was, For it those was, about it, to rock? I mean, it, you know what? It, it might I can't have, name another ACDC record no, it, after that. I mean, seriously, it might have been... You remember when they did the, uh, like, Who Made Who? It, it probably was Who oh, Made Who. Oh, there we go. All right. It, it probably right. was Who Made Who. But I'll bet you still yeah. had a really good time Oh, incredible. There. Yeah. And uh, the Rush tour I saw, what's the one, uh, the red cover, like the three balls on it? They had, they had the duet with, like, Amy Mann. Um, they had a big hit with the song I'm from sorry. Amy Mann. I'm sorry. Back it up. Amy Mann did a duet with- With uh, Getty a- Lee. Yeah. That's the thing that happened. That's new information. I, here's the deal. Right? Like, so- well, oh, A perfect oh, oh. voice and then- over the, Lee. over the last two weeks, <laughs> there's been so much Rush stuff, and I have decided that 2020 is going to be the year that I don't shit on anything, and I don't ever show up and take anybody to task, so I'm going to simply leave it at this. I am not mad at Rush. I do not hate Rush. Well, I, they res- got cuts. I respect their musicianship. I respect how much they influenced and meant to people. Me, personally, I just don't care. Now, and so every, I mean, like, the two days after Neil Peart's death, yeah. um, it was literally my entire feed on every piece of social media that I am at all a part of, and I just I just stayed back because you know what? Sure, don't uh, th- this meant something to people? Don't shit on those things. It did, but now, I, but I expect the same in return down the road when similar things happen. I just I don't I don't know anything about Rush, and you don't get to pick what you love. They never flipped that switch in my brain, but clearly. For many, many millions of people, they flipped that switch. For sure. And I am definitely a 100% like Fairweather Rush fan. Like, I, I'm not a prog rock guy. You know, more Motorhead in the monitor for me. Just 4-4 four, four, hard rock and roll. Also um, screwed out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. All right, now I'm getting angry. Okay, no, I'm not. <laughs> but, but also Neil Peart, you know. I didn't get to in, make the in, choice, in addition, Billy. in addition to being the drummer, you know, I mean, you know, you know he also wrote all the lyrics. Like for everything, I do, like, I do. I mean, so yeah. whether you're talking about the concept albums like Twenty One Twelve or yeah. just these great record, which is bizarre to me. I only found that out a few years ago because, mm-hmm. again, I'm not very Rush adjacent. Sure, um, you know, you think Getty Lee sort of being the voice, the voice and the face of all of it. You're assuming, well, he's the lyricist as well. No, I understand that Neil. Did you see the article? I don't know if the <laughs> Onion or who put it out. They said Neil Peart's. <laughs> Rec- our drum set to be dismantled and provide drums for every public school in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably fucking big enough. Dude, 
I mean, like, like how, how many how many symbols can you hit? Now, and I get it. To me, it's like the old joke: just because you can play every note doesn't mean you should play every note. And by no means am I trying to shit on the legacy of Rush, nor am I trying to denigrate the people who enjoyed that music. Why would I do anything to diminish the joy that anyone has ever felt? Dude, it's just not my thing. But holy crap, that drum set, man! I mean, like Tommy to- Tommy Lee from Motley Crue had a a roller coaster drum set that literally went upside down. Still not as extravagant as Neil Pierce. No, but uh, to, to get back to Getty Lee, though, I mean, dude was playing bass, singing, and playing fucking keyboards with his feet. Yep. All at the same time. Wow. Dude, I would never, I would <laughs> never, ever, ever diminish the musicianship of that band. They are clearly all monsters. But for me, it's like Steely Dan. I just, like, never, never found my sweet spot there. You know, no, I'm, I'll, I, listen, I'll listen to Tom Sawyer. I'll listen no. to Limelight. I'm, I'm not mad at those songs. I just, I can't, it, even when I smoked weed, meant low these many years ago, I just, I couldn't sit down and get into a Rush record when I knew I had a, a Pink Floyd record, record sitting right next to I'm me. I'm kind of the same way, dude. I, I like the pop hits. And I, I definitely cherry pick those records. Um, I will say, though, a couple of years ago, there was a documentary about Rush. I believe it's called All the World's a Stage. Um, and what a refreshing change of pace from the typical VH1 like bullshit. Like they were friends and then there was success and then they became pieces of shit and they hated <laughs> each other. Like what 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 a, what a refreshing scene to see these door dudes who are just completely fucking dorks. And they clearly are all fucking darks but, and, but they're um, also true believers and that that to me is why it's, it's one of my favorite things about them they obviously believe wholeheartedly in what they're doing dude, i just wish i felt stronger about but dude, it they're sitting around at the end of the documentary all these decades later just enjoying their drink together yep like they never had that self-destructive moment they never had the i fucking hate you i only want to see you for <laughs> 90 minutes on stage like bullshit like these guys clearly loved playing rock and roll and what they fucking believed in. And, like, how awesome is that? Just to get, like, dudes who, like, just believe in fucking rocking and being, like, normal fucking humans. Like, great. Uh, to avoid all the trappings of fucking fame and excess and fucking money and drugs and fucking women and sex or men and sex or whatever the fuck you want. Like, just have dudes who just, like, want to fucking jam out to their old weird ass self and wear capes and get all proggy about it like fucking fine wear capes get down with no, 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 I know, no, I know those motherfuckers just... wore some fucking capes dude you seen those 70s oh. pictures I, I, have, I have one question to ask are we still talking about Rush or are we talking about Dillinger 4 right now uh, that's uh, D4 2020 yeah, yeah. alright you brought in a signature drink and before we hear about it and hear your first song I do want to take care of one more sponsor because there are people who keep the lights on here at the stately Smart Start MN Studios. The the art is slowly going up. It is. Not, uh, you'll notice that I was sent a lovely Taylor Swift yearly wall calendar. I'm a fan. I saw her on that tour. I know you did, and you and I are going to talk about that a little later. But first, I want to talk about Great River Radon Mitigation. So radon is a noble gas. If you look at the elemental table of elements, what's it? There's a better name for periodic, periodic table, table of, table of elements. elements. Yeah. There we go. The noble gases are stable until they're not stable. And apparently, it's heavy in granite. And we got a lot of granite up here in the upper Midwest. So what happens? People dig into the ground. They build a home. It's a lovely home. Finish basement. Yay, everything's fine. Let's play Atari 2600. Turns out, though, okay, Uh-oh. that was a long time ago. Turns out, though, 
Radon is odorless, colorless, and is the leading cause of lung cancer in non-smokers. Uh, it's radon gas. That's according to your very own Environmental Protection Agency back before it was even gutted by the current administration. <laughs> Real science is actually happening there. So what does that mean? Should you panic? Should you get everything out of the basement? Do you just brick up the door to the basement? No, not everybody has radon, but it is a relatively common occurrence. So what you do is you get a test. You call our friend Laurie at Great River Radon Mitigation, 612 701 2216 and they're knocking a bunch off the test. It's a mere $100 to get your basement tested. Now you're like, well, everything seems fine. Why would I do that? Just well, don't have lung cancer. Yeah, and it's one of those things where, oh, this is a radon month. January is actually radon month. So Radon has a month? Yeah, they're like running PSAs all the time right now. They said two in five Minnesota homes are above the, the limit typically. So go get it checked out. Just get it done and move on with your life. I so messed up with my pick tonight. You know, there's an incredible punk band from Gainesville, Florida called Radon, and they have a song called Radon, and it's one of my favorite, favorite jams. If I would have known that tonight was, this month was Radon month, I would have picked it. Well, I don't know that there's a reason we can't play that song. We can do whatever we want. Oh, it's so good. Okay, well, if you're able to find it, doesn't have to be right now. I got it. Okay, very good. Well, then, then we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. Anyway, here's the bit: have your home tested. Hundred bucks, you find you're clean. You're like, whoo! That's that's an that's a well spent one hundred dollars. And you call Laurie at six one two seven zero one two two one six. And then if you do have radon, or right, and you spend any significant time in the basement, or as my daughter did when she turned thirteen and went super emo, yep. moved right down into the basement and covered the ceiling and the walls with posters. And you know how kids are. Yes, I do. They're fantastic. Uh, anyway, you want to make sure that even if they're down there doing things on the internet that you don't <laughs> want or texting boys, you know what I'm talking about. My daughter never texts. No, boys. of course not. That's not how that works. At least they don't have to worry about radon again. Great River Radon Mitigation, 612-701-2216. Our guest tonight, Billy Morris said, Billy, um, do you, so can we do the back-to-back songs? Can we do his radon song first and then his other pick? Or do no. you want to be able to set up your first pick? Um, I'd like you to set up the other pick a little. We can talk about my second pick after. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, do you want to hear the radon song right now? I, I kind of do now. As yeah. long as it's not like seven minutes or something. No, it's I'm, not. It's, it's a punk band from Gainesville, so Florida. So it's two and minutes it's, and three seconds? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Here's, okay. Well, here's, here's radon. radon. With radon on radon. Radon, radon. <laughs> radon. Back. 
That was fucking excellent. <laughs> so I loved it. Good. I love that band, and I have loved that band for eons, dude. Like, uh, probably early 90s, Gainesville, Florida. They came out of a, a, a club scene in Gainesville, Florida called the Hardback. It was like a, a DIY thing. All the bands played there. Like, there was no idea records. They built this scene up. Now, Gainesville, Florida. Very, very known for a festival called simply The Fest. Right. Uh, D4's played it a bazillion times. Bands from literally all over the globe come and play it. Um, Gainesville has become uh, from a sleepy college town into like a hotbed of sort of like catchy, awesome, punk, three-day drink-your-face-off madness. But also still a lot of like dangerous southern rednecks still there, right? Uh, yeah, there's actually okay, a song about sure. this same seven inch called Chinese Red X. It doesn't have to, anything to do with, <laughs> with, 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 like, uh, nationality or anything. Like, uh, no, it's it a great fucking like song. It. Like, uh, uh, there's another song called Facial Disobedience. <laughs> so, no what I like about this is, like, I, when I was a kid in the 80s, like, labels mattered to me. Like, SST mattered to right. me. Discord mattered to me. I'm not super familiar with No Idea, but I'm looking on here. I mean, and the number of people, like, did Dillinger 4 put something out on No Idea? We, we did. We um, we actually licensed them a, uh, a compilation of a lot of our early works. Uh, we, we gave them, uh, we put together a comp um, of our first couple 7-inch, some weird compilation odds and ends. And uh, modestly called it, uh, this shit is genius. <laughs> um, so, uh, but, when, but when I look at this, though, like when I, when I look at the list of people who have put things out or records that have been licensed music, to less no than idea. Jake, like, I, I mean, mean yeah. dude, seriously, like Less Than Jake, Me yeah. First, and the Gimme Gimmies, yeah. Dillinger 4, yeah. Alkaline Trio, yeah. Against Me. Yep. I mean, of this particular scene we're talking about from the late 80s to the modern day, yeah. bands that operate in the... I, and I know, I'm not even sure how you feel about this term, but I, it always makes me cringe a little bit, but sort of the poppier end of punk. Sure, that's fine. I'll accept it. I, well, I just, I don't like, <laughs> I don't like to say pop punk, but, 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 yeah. but the bands that have helped define and sort of carve out the corners of that genre over the last 30 plus years, they've all spent some time on no idea, even if that's not their permanent home. It was a very definitive label for me, like coming up and you know i was happy to have my time there and like yeah and i love the fest and like gainesville florida is a sweet spot in my heart i mean on our last record civil war we have that song gainesville which has kind of become the unofficial like fest anthem you know like um Billy, yeah. Billy Morissette is one of my favorite people to spend time with. And, you know, I'm moving on in years, so I only have so many minutes left. And one of the reasons he's going to be a monthly guest here is, in addition to being a guitar player for the legendary Dillinger 4, he's also a drink slinger at a number of <laughs> notable locations around the Twin Cities, uh, up to and including two of my very favorite spots, Dark Horse, which now that I'm not working in St. Paul anymore, I don't make right. it over too very often, but at Muddy Water. And so this week you have, before we get to your first song here, you have brought in a signature cocktail that it looks like you put in a mayonnaise jar um and <laughs> i'm not sure that's not mayonnaise brian oh my it looks like it might like i'm not sure if we're drinking toilet gin or what it is we're <laughs> drinking we, but you it's, know you talked about our love our mutual love of holiday drinks and it's still cold in fact if you guys haven't seen the forecast tonight is going to be sub-zero by orders of magnitude, and then on Friday and Saturday, somewhere on the magnitude of six to eight inches of snow, which is fine. We're Minnesotans, but that means, no, it's not April. We're not drinking mint juplet, juleps. We are drinking... What did I just say? Juplets? Juplets? Yeah, well, you know. Mint giblets. <laughs> Wait till the end of the show when you oh, finish this drink. <laughs> my good Lord. Oh, look at the time. Sean, <laughs> so, Sean so wants to get out of here and see the Vikings. Gophers. Uh, gophers. Oh, yeah. the Vikings are done, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. 
Billy, <laughs> tell, Billy <laughs> tell back me. to my drink. Billy, tell me what this drink is. Uh, so the drink that I have brought to you, like, pretty much straight up in a hillbilly mason jar. No, it, it is actually. <laughs> not pretty much. It actually is in a hillbilly mason jar. So, yeah, like, I mean, like you touched on, I, I'm i not ready to let go of, uh, I still have my Christmas tree up, man. Like, um, I, I got I'm the decorations go offline, but it's still in the, it's still in the I'm room. I'm not ready to let go yet, and um, I still have a little bit of Pennsylvania Dutch in my mm. fridge, which mm. I... I, does that turn? That probably turns. I should probably drink that. If it's um, in the fridge, you're good. You're um, until at least But regardless, August. I was not uh, ready to let go of um, just festive, creamy winter holiday drinks. Agreed. So um, what I wanted to do um, is basically um, kind of a slightly improved version of a shot we used to make a lot back at the Triple Rock, the Irish Speed. Uh, Irish Speed is basically like the boozy portion of an Irish car bomb minus the beer. So uh, Bailey's and whiskey, right? Chill it, strain it in a shot glass, slam it. Um, I wanted to make it a little better, so I basically made a triple-strength homemade Irish cream. Um, so I put in a gang of Jameson. Uh, you know, you do, all right, uh, whole cream, condensed milk. I put in some uh, coffee grounds, a little bit of vanilla extract, a little bit of almond extract, a little bit of Hershey syrup, and then it wasn't quite where I wanted it, so I put in a whole shitload of Jim Beam vanilla as well. <laughs> and just a um, scotia of meth. Yeah. <laughs> but the great thing about this drink, like, you can make this, like, super, super, super easy. It, you, you throw it all in the blender. You blend it for 10 seconds, and it's great. You put it in the fridge. It'll last you for two months. I mean, you can put mint extract in it. You can put cherry extract in it. You can you can make this flavored however you want. I just went for a, a classic, super, like, uh, once again, whiskey forward drink. Yeah, as as you and I Which enjoy I a touch of brown. Yeah, 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 we um, do. Uh, and then again, instead of nutmeg, just a light sprinkle of angel dust over the top, and <laughs> you're good to go. And yeah. if you uh, uh, if you run out of the gas on the way home, you just pour it in the tank and. <laughs> And you get out, you You'll leave get your car somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You throw leave the car in the river and you run home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Leave, leave your car somewhere and thumb a ride home. Let's bring back hitchhiking. I feel like yes. that, that's one of the main missions of the Brian Oak yes. Show. Let's bring back hitchhiking. <laughs> anyway, it's delicious. Have you come up with a name for this particular drink? Uh, let's just go ahead and call it the Irish Speed. Okay, I like it very much. Oh. Well, to your health, uh, Mr. Morissette, I enjoy and your company every time. Uh, so that last song, um, Radon, which, don't forget, Great River Radon Mitigation, call Lori at 612-701-2216. Um, tell me about this first song that you actually picked that we're going to play. Um, I kind of picked this, you know, it's um, early enough in the new year for me where I kind of wanted to do um, some new year themes, and um, I think this is a great song. Um Ironically enough, another band from Gainesville, Florida. These are people that were very, very involved in the punk scene and want went on to create one of my very, very favorite, like, um, very classic country-influenced uh, bands. This is a band called Whiskey and Company from Gainesville, Florida. This is a song called High Life. Um, and I think going into the new year, this song both features a desperation of hopelessness but presented in a sense of celebration you know the the new years and the holidays are 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 hard man not everyone not everyone has a great time and people feel feel like they're fucking up and people want to do better and um it's a it's a time to try and and, and hopefully succeed and and i you know i think this song like kind of represents that I, I i really like this jam um i really like this band um i thought it was appropriate for this time of year
Billy, tell me the name of that band one more time. Whiskey and Company. That was exceptional. It's great, right? Yeah. And they have like four records, and they're all just classic country tinge. In some of their later records, they added like fiddle. They're fucking great. All songs about desperation and drinking and fucking up and hope and like trying to do better and acknowledging that right now we're all outside on a porch and fuck everything else. Like, I fucking love that band. Even if this show goes totally in the shitter and it it just goes away someday, just fucking hearing a new band like that that I know I'm going to download as soon as we're done with the show is the reason why we're doing it. So I love it. That long description you just gave, I would like to also describe as the Brian Oak story. Uh, (laughs) So so three out of the four records are on Spotify. Um, That's the first record. The third and fourth. For some reason, the second is not on Spotify, but that's a really strong record, too. I highly recommend it. Um, Is it on iTunes? Is it on iTunes? Oh, I don't know about the tunes. Okay, here we go. It's the Brian Oak Show. That is Sean Bernard. Uh, That's Billy Morris, that legendary guitar player for the even more legendary Dillinger 4, but also brought today's signature cocktail called the Irish Speed, which seems like a super good idea on a Tuesday night. It's It's a great Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Oh, son of a Tuesday part two. See, we're speeding along as it is. So before we get any further in the show. Maybe it's fucking Monday. Who knows? Doesn't matter, man. Might be. What do you know? Where are we? What's outside the universe? Did you ever think that maybe we're just a molecule underneath a giant's fingernail? Maybe. Audioquip.com. They have provided us with all the equipment to be able to say such stupid, terrible, drunken things. A-U-D-I-O. That's the audio part. Quip, I'm assuming, is short for equipment. Q-U-I-P. Audioquip.com. <laughs> Nate Topher, Patrick, and Rob have hooked us up, and they've been very cool, and they've been extremely supportive. And we've had so many people who have jumped on board, and so many people who have helped us out, and so many people who are helping us to do this. So here's what we ask you. We have a Patreon account. You go to patreon.com slash Brian Oak Show and VIP members, you tomorrow are going to receive the first information about our first ever live event. You are indeed. We spoke to our good pal Ben Lubeck, who's in the band Farewell Milwaukee, and he's going to be doing a show for our Patreon members. Spoiler alert. Yeah, so if you're not... I thought you meant we were talking about it tonight and then tomorrow. That's called a tease. That's what gets people to come back. Sean. We'll have Ben on soon. Take care of it and post. Here's the other thing. <laughs> Some people won't hear this until a week from now. But Yeah, and then it's too late. But so Ben Lubick yeah. is gonna be is gonna be performing and we're gonna have a phenomenal time down at the hook, the hook and ladder. Uh it's gonna be a happy hour show from five thirty to eight. Doors at five thirty. I think he'll probably go on about six thirty, then everybody gets kicked out by eight. Or you can go watch the band next door. Beat it, nerds. Beat it, nerds. Okay. So, I mean, on average, we do, except, you know, in February, which is a short month, on average, we do about nine shows a month, right? Right now for the Brian yeah. Oak Show. Yeah. That, that's that's about the average is nine shows a month, which if we ask you to be a, a VIP uh, supporter uh, for Patreon, is that about a dollar twenty-three a show or something like that? Seems pretty fair. Somewhere in there, maybe even less than that, maybe a dollar seventeen. I'm having a hard time with math right now because this Irish speed. You were not joking. You compensated oh, for the almond with um with what you called it a ethanol. You, you called it a grip of whiskey, but it's, it might be more. It might be a double grip. It 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 might be quadruple the okay. standard recipe. Okay, then I, I, mean, I need to set that down because we've got to try to find a way to get through the last 12, 15 minutes of this show. I prefer to think of it as booze forward. <laughs> Alcohol adjacent. 
You know, we're very we're very yeah, in the woke same neighborhood. Here. Well, when it comes to booze, we're very woke here at the Brian Oak Show. Uh, are there other sponsors we have to thank? Do I have to worry about anything else, or can we dive deeper into well, music? Very right now? quickly, just want to say thanks to Amy Stubblefield Barthel. Yes, please. Uh, who, who designed else? our website. Yep. We also want to thank uh, Rebecca Slater. Yes. Her website is by Rebecca Studios. Not by Rebecca, but by Rebecca Studios.com. She's the one who did all of our photography. Uh, our logo comes from Dave Gatzmer, who yep. is also known as Plug Industries. If you go online to Instagram and places like that, um, I know there's people we're forgetting. And that's only because we're terrible, self-involved jackasses. Yeah, um, but those are most of the people who've jumped on earlier. Oh, I mean, there's a lot of people, you know, that that are are sort of quiet supporters in the background and helping us. And um, we just we appreciate it. And this is weird. This is a new realm. It's a new area. But luckily, knowing getting to meet a lot of interesting people over the years makes this one of my favorite things that I've ever gotten to do in my entire life, minus Sean Bernard. Um, Radio silence. <laughs> you got that. You got that. You got that dark, angry uncle face right there, and you don't even drink anymore. Oh no, no! Oh, don't no. ever call me my dark, angry uncle. No, not yours. <laughs> oh, my, okay. My, oh, I see. Oh. I see. Okay. No, okay. no, 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 no. Let's not okay. even go there. Good, let's, good. Let's, let's never. Not. Ne- let's not. No, I meant my uncle. Oh, I see. Okay. I have a lot of. I have a lot of dark, angry Irish uncles too. Not okay. just you. Okay. All you're right. not alone. Why are you guys both stripping down and taking out knives? All right. Quick question for you, Billy. <laughs> when you're a jet, you're a jet. Okay. okay go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, boy, crazy oh, another boy. Lay off the juice, boy. <laughs> what a bunch of nerds. Dude, no, we're not. No. Dude, there is nothing nerdy about loving West Side Story. All right, I love it. F you. It's my third. I just met a girl named Maria. Oh, my God. Sorry. All right, we'll move on. West Side Story is the third best American musical of all time. You feel pretty. Oh, really? No, no, no. Let's get into this. All right, so Wizard of Oz, top of the list musical. Uh, no, the yes. answer you were looking for was Hair. No. The number one musical of all time is Hair, followed by Jesus Christ Superstar. Jesus Wizard- Christ Superstar is fucking tight. And also, Superstar in is- the mix, the fucking Blues Brothers. And fuck you, that is a musical. Whoa, 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 guy. I didn't, I didn't mean to direct that anger at you, but I the Blues Brothers is a musical. I couldn't agree more. And now if we're gonna, But if we're going to call that a musical. And it is. Okay, he's fine. music, no, no, I, I music got, I got, forwards I got, no, the story. Right, you're right, you're right, you're right. But if, so just let me finish the sentence, it, and I agree, if we're going to call it a musical, though, you can't find another musical that has that much high-octane talent anywhere in it. Like, you've got Aretha Franklin, man. You, You're proving my point, Brian. You've got Donald Duck Duck. You have everybody in yes. that musical. You've got Ray Charles in that musical. You have John Lee Hooker. Holy. You have James Brown. You have. It's a musical. It absolutely is a musical. Oh, the songs drive the narrative. I never thought of it that way until right now, though, honestly. Yes. We're, we're getting the band back together. <laughs> we're it's 106 miles to Chicago. It's dark. I got a half pack of cigarettes and a full tank of gas. <laughs> Hit it. So what do you think? New Bluesmobile or what? <laughs> I hate the I hate the Illinois Nazis. <laughs> I hate Illinois Nazis. <laughs> oh, we could probably do oh, that. We're still so widely derailed this right now. This is now just a men's yeah, clubhouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. We devolved. need to get back on track. Wait, isn't that kind of what this is, though? Yeah, it's like, it is. Like radio Transport. It is my episode, right? It, and <laughs> guess what? Billy gets to dictate it. So real quick before we get to your next song. Actually, no, we're going to save it until afterwards. Okay. Tell me about your next song. Um, 
My next song. No, nope, uh, sorry. I, since I get, I also have some part to do with this show, so my name's on it. What the fuck did you do to your finger? It looks like it was replaced, like like the bio, like you had to talk to Oscar Goldman to get a bionic finger replaced at the end of your old finger. Well, Brian, it's uh, t- time for your proctology exam. And I keep no, sir. <laughs> no, sir. Uh, no, actually, I am, uh, I am uh, what is known in the uh, restaurant bar industry as the finger condom. Uh, because, yeah, I tried to be smart and zest in orange for a uh, old-fashioned today and you look, at, look at someone else while I was talking. And I, uh, much like a planer shaves wood, oh, imagine yeah. that along the the last, like, from the oh. second yeah, to yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm... I'm actually sorry. I just want to show you that I also have one of those that was crushed in a door when I You're was a young man. You're just looking for an excuse to give me the finger, aren't you? Uh, that's why I'm it's holding it down. It's the middle finger. I'm holding it down. <laughs> I'm holding it down because I love you, Billy Morissette. <laughs> now then, I just wanted to know, are, are you okay? You all right? Did you, did you blanch? Are you going to be all right? Oh, no. It, no, it's occupational hazards. Or I'm a professional. I'll get by it. Here we go. Uh, Tell me about your next song. Uh, my next song is uh, Once Again... Uh, going to be directly inspired by my great love, Miss Sarah Jean Hansen, and an adventure we just went on to fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada this past weekend. I love Las um, Vegas, by the way. There are people who I. hate it. I love Las Vegas. Um, those people are fools because Las Vegas is what you make it. There's everything there. You don't have to be a gambler. No. You don't have to want to see a, a Celine Dion show. There's everything in Las if, Vegas. If you want to go to Las Vegas and get shit-faced and go to dive bars and gamble and stay up for 62 hours, you can do that. Yes. If you want to go to Las Vegas and enjoy Michelin star fine dining, you can do that. Yes. If you want to go to Las Vegas and have European shopping, you can do that. If you want to go to Vegas and ride ATVs or horses in the desert, you can do that. Vegas is what you make it. If you go there and you hate it, you're just you're just a fucking unimaginative dork. Lazy. There's everything Seriously. there. There's Anything, everything. It is there. the adults' playground, and it is what you make it. Oh. And and if you go there and you're bored, guess what? You're fucking boring. If you're bored, <laughs> then you're boring. I can't remember what song says that, but regardless. So my incredibly fucking sexy and rad fucking partner agreed with my big dumb drunk ass to <laughs> to he's like hey we should fly to las vegas and see david lee roth in 2020 and she was like you know what billy fucking right we should do that so he did uh and we went with our good friends uh blandy and May, uh uh mandy and blaine who are who are great friends of ours and uh, also ap- appreciate a lot of the uh hard rock shows that we go to we all went down to vegas for the weekend to see david lee roth at the uh, house of blues mandalay bay and I've seen a lot of people posting bullshit videos on Facebook, and I can barely fucking contain myself because these fucking nerds do not even understand what fucking Van Halen and David Lee Roth are all about. You don't go to fucking David Lee Roth in 2020 and expect, oh, oh, oh I'm, I'm angry. I want my money back because it wasn't fucking pitch perfect. Fuck off, you fucking dork. You know what? You go to fucking Van Halen because David Lee Roth was fucking the singer and the ringleader of the greatest American fucking rock and roll party band in the world. And you know what you do? You fucking pound fucking drinks in the parking lot or in this case, the casino beforehand. And you go there with your fucking friends and you pound more fucking drinks and you sing along because you are fortunate enough to hear these American fucking hard rock anthems played fucking perfectly and you fucking sing along and you have the time of your life. And that's exactly what I did. And it was one of the greatest fucking shows I've been to in eons. And all these fucking nerds <laughs> posting videos saying, look, 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 look at he can't sing anymore. Go fuck yourself, dude. Like, you don't fucking understand what fucking, what, what partying is. Billy Moore!
Morrison. Like, Billy Morrison. <laughs> fuck you, you fucking nerds. <laughs> Is sounding more like Leon Redbone than right. David Lee Roth, which the man, here's the deal. Like, so I, I love, love your passion about Van Halen. Now them, like, I like them way better than I like Rush. And again, I'm not crapping oh, on Rush. I, I, I know that people are going to be mad about that take, but when you talk about those first, I don't know, four or five records, six. Yeah. Okay. Again, I don't really know the end cause I don't go that deep on them. But he's more than a long-haired, hairy-chested strutter who's in tight pants. The guy could not only move, but he was a real singer, and he was a real performer. And I'm not mad at your take, but goddamn, do I love your passion about David Lee Roth. No, and, and Van Halen was always more than they appear to be. Like, of course, they're the Southern, like, California, like, party band from Pasadena. And that's how they started, and... For at least the six records through the David Lee Roth era in 1984, that's what they were. But they always exhibited, like, so much more influence. Like, I mean, 
the record before this, like Diver Down, covering Martha Reeves and Vandellas, like uh, Happy Trails, you know, uh, uh, Pretty Woman. Like, I mean, the the Kinks repeatedly, you know, Where Are All the Good Times Gone? Going back to the first record, you re- you know, um, um, you really got me. Like, uh, I mean, they're a band that wore their hearts on their sleeves, and um, and you know, of course, they there was a huge conflict of personality there and they separated or whatever but the perils of rock and roll decadence right. but but big bill is sweet, sweet william now like is a great band that, that that sarah and i sing along with at home and uh you know obviously but I, i've never I've, I've, I've literally never heard that but of course yes billy morissette sweet william yeah i've never heard that song before and i expected to hate it like i hate ice cream man but that was actually like whoever was playing clarinet, like they they clearly well, care enough I about will, the they clear, care enough about the source material that they put the effort in to make it a real song. I will tell you who played clarinet on that track, please. And um, for the original run of Van Halen throughout uh, the record nineteen eighty four, that's the first time that three Van Halens played on a record. Because of course you have Eddie Van Halen on guitar, right? You right. Know, as brother Alex, his older brother Alex yeah, on yeah. drums. But that record also featured their father. Um, I don't know how you pronounce it. He's Dutch. It's it's spelled J A N. I don't know if it's Jan yeah. Van Halen go, or Jan Van Halen. Jan. But yeah. he, um, they brought their father in to play uh, clarinet. Always oh, learning. Wow. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, always so, learning. Yeah. So their their dad actually played clarinet on that cut, who was a classically trained musician himself. Um, their mother was, I believe, I want to say of like Indonesian Dutch heritage. Okay. Something like that. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, their, their dad played on that. And then of course, you know, in later years, um, Eddie's son Wolfgang took the role on bass. So mm-hmm. there was three Van Halens, um, again, but yeah, that's, that's her dad ripping on the clarinet on that jam. Billy, do you know how much I enjoy your company, whether here on the podcast or sitting on the other side of the bar for you or Actually, some of the best times we've ever had, sitting on the same side of the bar from one another. Thank you for bringing in the Irish Speed. You will be back. Oh, you know what? February is all-female February. I got so mad recently about what a stupid fucking country we live in when I saw that nine Pennsylvania lawmakers who were all old fucking shitty white dudes. And you could look at me and be like, well, that's you're an old shitty white dude. Here's the difference. I don't want to control anybody's ability to dictate their own fate and to make their own choices now even if i disagree with them that's part of living in a land of liberty you have to have the guts not only to do what you believe in but to let other people live their lives as free citizens you cowardly small pieces of shit i i I, so sorry okay let's not let's not end the show on the negative note so sorry you won't be back next month because it's going to be all female february every guest Every piece of music is going to have a female orientation, and although I love you a lot, you're not a woman. No, and and I'm so excited to uh, keep tuning in and hear uh, everything that is both played and said during the month. I'm wildly excited to... uh, to hopefully like listen and learn and have some fun. I think that's fucking rad that you're doing this. Well, and the reason here's the weird thing is people are like, "Oh, really? So a, a middle-aged white guy is the guy to go ahead and guide us through this?" But here's the point. I feel like we're at a point in our history in our culture where I'm the kind of idiot that really needs to learn. So I want to step in it. I want to get it wrong occasionally. I want to help 
find those those weak points, those soft points, those stupid points where people keep getting it wrong. So I feel like this is a good idea for me to be the host because I will step in it and I will have things I don't understand that I think a lot of people aren't getting. And I'm more than happy to be the punching bag on these points of stupid. Fucking great. Great. Thank you for being for being our the people's punching bag like someone needs no no, <laughs> no fuck, you're right no, for real like, i love fucking, it i love it no no it's, it's not a funny thing like you are going to be giving like women a fucking platform and i hope you do interject and ask questions and ask dumb shit from another point of view because maybe we need clarification i do maybe we need specification i totally maybe do. we need just to fucking shut up and fucking listen to what these fucking females have to fucking say and get another fucking point of view because obviously what is going on is not fucking working no it's not anyway it's my it's my whole bit is like i intend to because i like to talk a lot and i like to interject but when i'm listening and learning what I've learned in the last, I don't know, five, six, seven years, and I guess I've been learning my entire adult life, there there needs to be more listening. And like when you're like, well, what about, just don't, just shut up. And so, so February, so you will not be in on February, but you promise me you'll come back in March? Oh, early March. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Morissette, thank you very much. Sean Bernard, thank you very much. Thank you. It's- that was fun. Always my great pleasure to be here. I, I love it. I can't wait till the next time. Well, you're going to be back on the regular. So uh, we started out the show talking about Rock Hall snubs. Dave Matthews Band, sorry, Hemp Necklace. I don't really I don't really care that much. Um, you know, and I love the smell of patchouli, but you're, you're wearing like your Dracar or something. It's not good. Pat Benatar being snubbed is robbery. Soundgarden, great band. Judas Priest being robbed, robbery. Who else got robbed? Motorhead, that is Absolutely oh, unforgivable. Tell me about a rock band that's better rock band than Motorhead. Go ahead. Three, two, one. That's right. None. Chirp, 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 Todd, Todd chirp, Rundgren. Chirp. Yeah. Eh. And no, but I interviewed that guy once and he was an absolute dick. Uh, Chicago funk band Rufus featuring Chaka Khan. They should totally be in. That's ridiculous. Kraftwerk not being in. You can argue they're not a rock band. But if you don't think they're influential and important, then you don't understand what music means. And the MC5, it's up it's, it's up there with wait, Motorhead. Wait, did you just say the MC5 has not been included? Uh, well, they were on the ballot, but they didn't make it in. Oh, I'm legitimately angry at now. Like, bullshit. In my opinion, and this will be controversial, some people will disagree, but in my opinion, the fucking MC5 are the impetus for punk rock because not only did they take the danger of the Stooges and other bands that went before them, but they also interjected the political pressure and the dissent. They, you know, John Sinclair and the white Panther party and all this shit. Like that is the stew that I think really made like that punk as we know it. Certainly hang out for two seconds uh, yeah. while we finish this conversation. Can we, we can play, uh, Thin Lizzy on the next one. Oh. Will you find MC5 Kick Out the Jams? Oh, and, and, if, yes. and if you can, if you can find the version that is not censored, because this is a show where we can say motherfucker. No, we can't. Oh, well, kidding. you and I can. Well, shit. Um, Brian, what what if we did it together on the count of three? Here, go ahead. Wait, wait. So do we go on three or on do we, three? One, two, three. But then when four would happen, that's when we say it. Okay. Yeah. Hang yeah. On. Hang on. One, two, three. Kick out the jams, motherfucker! I thought you meant just motherfucker. Oh my god. Damn it. 
Jesus Christ, you bloated oak. I'm not very good at this. I don't have a lot of experience. It, it, I, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if MC5's not on I the just system. No, it, it is, but it doesn't show which, if it's uh, the... Who cares if it's edited out? It's still it's still a freaking jam. Okay. I don't care. We're going to play it. Here it's all go. going all right. to hell. <laughs> Bye, Billy. Bye, Sean. Here we go! That was fun. Good one. Yeah, kick out the jail. 